What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Dimling here with y'all as always continuing our schedule breakdown series here as more and more teams continue to release their 2024 schedules. And uh, we move here to the Virginia Cavaliers who released their schedule earlier this week, one of multiple teams to do so on this Thanksgiving week. Um, Virginia, you know, coming off a 13-4 season last year where they, you know, ended the season in the semifinals with a loss 13-12 in overtime to the eventual national champion Notre Dame fighting Irish. And a team that went 4-2 in conference play with both of their conference losses to Duke, a team they still have not beaten since, you know, the early 2000s, a uh, one of the more interesting or wild, whatever you want to call it, streaks uh, that is currently going in college or cross. Let's get into this Cavaliers 2024 schedule here. Um, and as we have with all these schedules, first, going over kind of the differences between last year and this year, so 23 and 24. And then also looking at uh, the schedule here, kind of week by week and circling some key games here for uh, the Cavaliers. So l- l- let's get into the things here. So, Virginia, you know, once again opens the season um, Saturday, February tenth, versus Michigan in Charlottesville. That is the same opener that they had last year. Played Michigan, and uh, again they won seventeen to thirteen. Um, uh, uh, another game I would expect to be a competitive one between these two teams. So that game is is still on the schedule, still in the same spot as it was. Last year, you are seeing, however, the Cavaliers uh, drop Harvard, who was their second game of the season a year ago, and they do pick up a game against Robert Morris, uh, which will be in early March. The Cavaliers also add Albany and Drexel to their schedule this year as well and drop Lafayette uh, in a non-conference contest there. So Harvard and Lafayette are out this year in terms of opponents for uh, Virginia. Excuse me, excuse me. Lafayette is out as an opponent for Virginia this season. Excuse me. Harvard is still on the schedule, but has been moved to uh, later in the season and be at Cambridge this year. Uh, But Albany, Drexel added to the schedule as well as Robert Morris. And uh, Lafayette has been dropped from the schedule uh, here with Virginia. Another you know, nugget here that doesn't just pertain to Virginia, but the entire ACC is the ACC is going back, thankfully, uh, I think, to its old format where each team plays each other once. So your last four weeks of the season will be ACC play, and then they will have an ACC tournament. Now, the ACC champion still does not have an auto bid to the NCAA tournament. However, there will still be 
uh, there will be an ACC tournament. They stopped that. I think it was 2020 or 2021. Obviously, didn't get to play that full 2020 season out. But it's been a couple years since they nixed the ACC tournament. They're bringing it back. In 2021, you did see them do that. We're going to play. Certain teams are going to play twice. And I do think to an extent it did hurt. For, it, it did hurt, hurt um, not only did hurt the ACC in general because you did have, one, you had more games that you could say were meaningful, that you could say were, um, you know, high profile. Like, like you did play, you saw Virginia, Carolina play each other twice. Virginia, Duke play each other twice, right? They played Notre Dame twice last year. Like you had a number of these games that you like, okay, they play twice. That's going to be exciting. We'll see what that series looks like. But at the same time, it, it, it kind of ate into their own um, RPI, if you will, in terms of the ACC in general. In many respects, and did, in a way, have a negative effect. I, I think, especially during that twenty twenty one season, uh, excuse me, twenty twenty two season for sure. So the ACC going back to the that normal schedule format. I do like seeing that, um, and I, I do think that is 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 beneficial for these programs, and it does allow for some more non-conference games here, obviously, uh, for these ACC teams, and, and, and certainly so with only uh, five teams in the ACC, which is why the ACC does not have that auto bid to the NCAA tournament anymore. So that's a little... Look at Virginia's schedule in terms of some you know, different wrinkles in it this year than last year. Um, I, I will say, and I've seen some discussion about this, and and, and I would I would say I agree with it. Um, in, in, in some respects, um, this schedule, and I think when we talked about the ACC not playing each other twice twice this year, I think part of it is that, um. This schedule, a little piece of it, this schedule for Virginia is maybe not as tough as some of these other schedules that we've seen from you know, a Princeton, um, Penn, Hopkins, some of these other programs who've released those schedules thus far. However, I will say, um, if you look at what the NCAA tournament looked like last season, you looked who was in that tournament last year, who made... That bracket, right? You had Duke, right? Michigan, okay? Notre Dame, as well as Hopkins. So you have, look at this Virginia schedule Michigan, Hopkins, Maryland, it was also on the tournament, I should mention, Maryland, Duke, and Notre Dame. So you're still playing five teams that made the NCAA tournament last year. Um, you you're playing, I would say, with the schedule six to seven teams, even eight teams, if you want to say that, that could be in the tournament this year. Um, you know, Richmond is is going to be up there in the A10 once again. Ohio State. 
they have this thing of going sub 500 and then making the tournament if you believe that can happen for a third time under the Nick Myers era you know you could put them in that camp as well Hopkins you know looks to be back on track you know Towson is always competitive in the CAA U Albany um well, Drexel also in that same camp. Albany in the America East. Robert Morris in the A-Sun has, has made the tournament a number of times. Obviously, Maryland. Um, you know, the only three teams that I would sit here and say, like, based on last year, is, you know, what didn't make the tournament, Syracuse, Carolina, Harvard. And I would say more so in the camp of Harvard, North Carolina, as well as Ohio State in that camp as well. If they turn it around, could possibly make the tournament. I think uh, North Carolina, Syracuse, two teams on the schedule that did make the tournament that you could most certainly say have the best chance of being in there this year. But again, like this is a schedule that features six to seven, even eight teams that could be in the tournament in May, and you play five teams that made the tournament last year. So, well... You to you, you know, looking at what a team did last year and then saying they're going to do that again is not always correct, especially at more of the mid-major level. And it's certainly not always correct even amongst ACCs who typically make it year in and year out. This is still a pretty tough schedule here for Virginia, but I will say maybe not as tough as some of, these, uh, some of the other schedules that we've seen released thus far. So... Let's get into this uh, Virginia schedule here in 2024. The Cavaliers, as I mentioned, open the season on February 10th at home against Michigan. They will then travel to Richmond on February 17th, that next weekend, to play uh, in-state battle there with the Richmond Spiders. Uh, always typically good competitive contest between those two. Um, however, Virginia has dominated the past two meetings. They won 25 to 8 in <clears throat> the regular season last year and 17 to 8 in the NCAA in the first round of the NCAA tournament last year as well. That's the other team I forgot to mention that made the tournament last year. Richmond. Richmond made the tournament last year as well. So did not mention that, but again, a, a team that did make it. So Another team that is on Virginia's schedule that did make the tournament last year. So, six teams that made it, not five. Excuse me for that. They will then, on Sunday, February 25th, close out the month of February at home against Ohio State. And then you also have March 2nd. You begin the month of March with the Doyle Smith Cup against Johns Hopkins. That is at home for Virginia. And then March 5th, you are, again, at home against Robert Morris. So, um, I mean, this is interesting. Virginia does not leave the state of Virginia for the first month of the season. About a month. Saturday, March 9th, they're at Towson. Saturday, March 16th, they're at Maryland. So, a little Maryland trip back-to-back weekends. Towson, and then... A big one, a game that could be a top five matchup here against uh, the, the, the Terrapins 
could be a top 10 matchup against Hopkins as well. Top 10, top 5 matchup there against Hopkins as well for sure there in early March. Uh, <clears throat> the Cavaliers, you know, end the non-conference play all games at home. Oh, excuse me, two games at home, one on the road. March 19th, Tuesday, against Albany. March 23rd, Saturday, against Drexel. And then they're at Harvard on March 30th. And again, a Harvard team they played last year and uh, beat pretty soundly, although 25-21 doesn't sound... Like if you just look at that, we talked about it at the time, if you just looked at that, not like the most... That's not a blowout by final score margins, but um, when you have 11 points, 11 goals in the first quarter to three, you're up 11 to three at the end of the first, you know, and then they were up 21 to eight at the, um, at the half, it, it, it was indeed a blowout there against Harvard. So, uh, they're at Harvard this year on March 30th to not only end the month of March, but also end the their non-conference slate. Now, moving into conference play here for Virginia. Um, this is a, a, a slate that goes basically you know, how this team ended conference play a year ago. Um, you are at home against North Carolina on April 6th. You are then at Duke on April 13th. You are at Syracuse on April 20th. And you are at home against the national champion, defending national champion Notre Dame on April 27th. Now, talking about games to circle for this Virginia team, obviously you could circle all of these ACC games. I think most of all, Notre Dame and Duke being uh, probably the two top competitors with Virginia for the top team in the ACC. Um, and, and then, you know, we mentioned this Duke streak that they have, um, losing streak. They haven't beaten Duke since like 2004, I believe it was. Um, that's always an interesting tidbit, you know, coming into that game. And last year, you know, playing each other twice, it was a... 16 to 14 win for Duke in the first meeting and a 15 to 14 win for Duke in the second meeting. Uh, these games are typically pretty close, uh, but typically go in Duke's fashion. So it'll be interesting to see once again for another year. We may be saying it next year. Probably will be. Can Virginia beat Duke? Interesting uh, one there. And again, a, a game with postseason implications not only in the ACC now once again, but also in the NCAA. And then that you know, season finale against Notre Dame is going to be huge. Uh, you know, battle between the rematch of last year's semifinal game. And, and as I mentioned, Virginia went, you know, one and th uh, three and one against, excuse me, two and one against Notre Dame last year, beating them twice in the regular season before losing that overtime battle in the uh, NCAA semifinals. The other two games I would circle here for Virginia are Hopkins 
This is a game that Virginia won 18 to 13 last year. And this was kind of, I would say, I'm trying to think of when this was played in, in relation to Hopkins' schedule. I believe they played Virginia and Syracuse back-to-back weeks, or maybe it was a couple weeks apart. But I remember this was kind of that time when, 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 when Hopkins was playing good. They were playing much better than a year before. But but I, I, I really hadn't gotten from them that, like, this is a much, much better team than the, the, the year prior. And this is a game where, you know, Virginia at one point was up, you know, 13 to 8 in this game. Um, and you saw this Virginia offense with Xander Dixon and Patrick McIntosh each having six goals really showcase showcase its depth. Um, and Connie Schaumbo had three assists in this game, was held scoreless in terms of uh, goals, a goalless in, in this one. Um, and so you saw Virginia's depth really come out in this game. I, I think this one, again, being that <clears throat> same, uh, essentially same weekend, or same kind of point on the season, early March. Um, again, expect a battle between these two. Hopkins looking to kind of show, hey, last year was not a fluke. We are back. Um, that's that's going to be one to watch for sure. And then that Maryland game, one of the best sequences in college across last season not for Virginia, but for Maryland for sure um, in this one as you had Brian Rupel uh, with those back, just amazing saves late in this game. And this this is one where it was kind of streaky in the first half where Maryland was up 3-1 to at the end of the first and then Virginia goes on a big run in the second and takes the 6-4 to lead into half. But you saw... Just how good both these teams were. Uh, this is a Virginia team, you know, as I mentioned, you know, Connor back as well as a number of guys there offensively. Uh, Peyton Cormier, Griffin Schutz, they also get in a number of guys via the transfer portal, as we talked about with uh, the fall snapshot episode on Virginia we did a couple weeks ago. I think this is going to be a, uh, this is going to be a, a big test here for. The Cavaliers here um, in mid-March against Maryland. Uh, a battle that is always pretty competitive between, between these two. We're going to get to see Maryland with uh, those injured guys from last year. As Marvel Logan McNaney for the first time since they you know, pounded Virginia a couple years ago with that historic team. Going to be a good one. And another one that is going to have postseason implications. So, uh... March 2nd versus Johns Hopkins, March 16th at Maryland, and then you've got April 13th at Duke, and April 27th versus Notre Dame. The, you know, four, was that four games? Yeah, four games that I would sit here and and really circle as key games for Virginia this season. Um, Also, that Michigan game as well, the opener. Um... I, I feel like Virginia should be the favored should be the favored team in that one. Virginia is probably uh, the better team in that one. Uh, but a game that I really want to see in the point of Virginia uh, with these guys they have coming in at the faceoff dot de Souza Gobiel 
who they go with, how that looks, and then also with a guy like Jack Boyden there at the attack spot um, for Virginia and how he does coming in from the D3 ranks. We've heard a lot of good things out of him in fall ball. If he does fit into this system here with Sean Berger, Cormier, Schutz, and, and, and so on and so forth under this new, uh, not new offense, but offense with a new offensive coordinator in Kevin Cassis, how things look like there, um, and, and then just overall what this Virginia team looks like um, coming into the season. And in that opener, uh, you guys learn a bit in those opener games, and, and then especially being two teams that did make the tournament last year, two teams that are looking to get back to the tournament and uh, want to go far, especially uh, here in 2024. All right, folks, that is it for today's episode. As always, y'all can listen to the Lacrosse Market Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcast. You can also watch on YouTube as well. You can connect with us on social media at Lacrosse Bucket on Twitter slash X, Facebook, and Instagram, lacrossebucket.com, where it's always lacrosse season.